Hi, just a quick content warning before we get started. There is mention of sexual assault and murder in this episode, as well as details about those instances. So if you would like to click off, this is your time to do so. And if you would like to continue, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Armchair Detectives podcast. I'm here with Brandon Amani today. Howdy. Hello. How are y'all? Pretty good. Pretty good. We've had like three asynchronous days this week, so it's been a pretty relaxed week. Mm-hmm. And I still didn't go to one of my classes. Sorry about that. Man, I only have Yeah, I still have a lot of homework to do, and I haven't done it. Yo, oh, I just turned in a test like three days late. A test? Yeah. He was like, do it at home, because I want you to cheat. And I was like, yes, sir. Are you talking about psychology? Yeah. I, I turned, turned it in the day it was due. You mean the test that you skipped a podcast last week to do early? Yeah, well, I did, three the days essay, I did the essay questions early. Amani! The essay was an FRQ, Amani, and that took me like 20 minutes max. 20 minutes, home lad. I didn't know anything about what it was saying. I was like... You just Google it. And I spent like 15 they're, minutes. They're all vocab words. Yeah, I, um, <laughs> I got a four on the AP test, not to brag but it literally it, no. there, you can get points with just like two sentences on those man listen i was struggling i was not having a good, a good time mm. every time i'm in the psych zoom i always hear mr garcia say amani amani and i just want to unmute myself and say amani just so yell good. at the top of my lungs man i don't even know what i'm doing in that class i hear you talk i know you don't I'm arguing with the Christian girl right next to me. Yeah, which is weird because we're both Christian, but somehow I'm like, man, you just victimized me in the last five minutes. <laughs> you have to cut out you saying her name. <laughs> just mute, just bleep it. OMG. Um, I'll do what you do when Amani said a bad word. I'll just, I just cut out. It was silent. Can you add like a cash machine sound like ching? <laughs> oh wait, no, I added a dog bark. Yeah, I remember because I was I was listening to it and I was like, <laughs> well, yeah, anyway, um, I got. If I, were to just, if I were to just curse right now, you would just cover it with a bunch of dog sounds. Well, <laughs> I'd probably just cut it out. You don't get you don't get the satisfaction. Man, dude. Yeah, I thought you were gonna cut it out, so that's why I just said her name. OMG. Um, anyway, today I got my first round of the COVID vaccine. Oh, today? Yeah. You're going to feel awful tomorrow. Wonderful. I got um, Moderna, if anybody is dying to know. I'm getting mine over the summer, apparently. I'm getting mine at the end of this month. <clears throat> my first round. Must be nice. And- my second round's not till next month, and then but is like two weeks after where it like is in full effect, and that's just in time for graduation. How exciting! I will still be wearing a mask because it's one hundred percent obviously. Yeah. But anyway, that was super exciting. I just um, heard a Discord sound. Oh, that was my Discord. Amani, no iPad. It's <laughs> not even my iPad. That's my computer. Hold on, let this me one, not real quick. <laughs> Sorry about that, folks. No, but continue talking. No. 
Wait, wait, wait. Well, if you want to hear something interesting, um, uh, apparently I'm DJing for um, the band banquet. Oh, oh! I can see Imani with like the big headphones and just jam out. Yeah, but you know what the weird thing is? You know this absolutely like strange thing. What? I don't know how to DJ. You just play music, and then yell sometimes. I mean, yeah, and then just start jumping up and down. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. Even if no one's dancing, just jump. Amani, do you know how much power you have? You get to choose what music gets to be played. I know. I used to be a band kid. I'm going to make sure they have a horrible time. Oh. They're going to be like, this isn't fun at all. I'm like, good. Mm-hmm. Good. Um, sorry to all the band kids listening to this, if you are. There's no band kids listening to this. <laughs> good there's a few things uh like and band is one of them there's a few things and band's one of them you heard that she loves so much yeah anyway who everybody have little cases today yeah i have a case but i went last time and i think amani should pay the price oh okay also lauren stole money's case what do you mean? <laughs> not from this week. <laughs> what what case did you steal? What do you mean? Do you not listen to the podcast? Fake fan. Last week's podcast. Oh. What did you steal? No, I'm not saying anything. Go ahead, tell your case. I'm gonna listen. I'm gonna listen to. I just week. can't believe you don't listen to the ones you're not on. No. <laughs> really rude. No, I just didn't listen to last week's. Oh my gosh. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, where was I? Yep. Let me pull up my case real quick. But I have a case about a tragic disappearance. You know? It's very it's very sad actually. So basically, you know, you know the type. You know the woman. The wannabe actress moved to Hollywood hoping to fulfill her dreams of stardom, of fame, of, you know, just the love of the stage. And it all went awry and no one can figure out why. But anyway, this is the case of Jean Spangler. Apparently she's the star Spangler girl. I don't know what that means. And I'm terrified to find out, but Anyway, so basically, um, she moved to Hollywood, you know, at a young age, and she was a dancer, and then she was an extra for some movies, but she was kind of, you know, making her way up the line before, you know, it went wrong. So anyway, um, in fall 1949, Spangler had been, you know, living out as a dancer at Hollywood's Florentine Gardens, um, which is weird because it's infamous for its link to the 22-year-old murder victim and aspiring actress Elizabeth Short, but you know, different case. Also, it's probably like one of the last places that the um, Black Dahlia serial killer visited, which is fun, you know? It's got a history, basically, of causing young women who want to be actresses to die. But anyway, she was, you know, a professional. She had modest success. she was also working through some personal drama at the time. 
basically she married a man named Dexter Benner. Um, always be concerned when you're around the man named Dexter. Um, and you know, they had, they had like, you know, one of those romances. It was on again, off again. They married, they divorced, they were seen together. They had a daughter, they hated each other. He was abusive, but she still went back to him, loved them, you know, one of those romances. But anyway, Spangler won the battle for custody of their child, right? No, good for her. And everything seemed well enough on the night of Friday, October 7th, 1949, at 5 p.m., Spangler departed her, from her L.A. LeBeau apartment on Colgate Avenue, leaving her five-year-old five-year-old daughter, Christine, with her sister-in-law, Sophie, for the evening. Spangler's mother, Florence, with whom she shared the apartment, was away visiting relatives in Kentucky. Um, she came down the stairs and asked how she looked. Um, Sophie later told the reporter, she smiled at me, and then her little girl, Christine, asked, and then her little girl, Christine, asked where she was going, and she said to work. You know, very base answer. Um, but anyway, it wasn't unusual for her to work late, so no one was concerned when, you know, they didn't see her for the rest of the night, and they went to bed. But um, anyway, um, as a, wait, hold on. As a bit as a bit player involved in night shoots, but Sophie and dozens of others were left to wonder later, did that wink suggest Sophie was using work as a cover for something else? You know, because basically she could have lied to her daughter about where she was. Um, anyway, she didn't return um, by Saturday night. So Sophie, her sister called the police. On Sunday morning, a Griffith Park worker discovered a handbag. The police identified it as Spangler's um, it was in the Ferndale area of the park. The handle was damaged, and the back contained a note written by Spangler that read, Kurt, can't wait any longer. Going to see Dr. Scott. It will work best this way while Mother is away. Thus began a hunt, you know, looking for her. And the mysterious Kurt and Dr. Scott. Um, beyond the purse's contents, no trace of Spangler was ever found, despite her desperate mother begging the media for help and help finding her daughter and offering a $1,000 reward. The LAPD told... Um, basically told the press that her disappearance remains an unsolved missing persons case. It was never officially designated a, a homicide. Retired LAPD homicide detective Rick Jackson fielded inquiries about the case during his years on the force, largely because of the interest of its possible connection to the Black Dahlia. But there were no formal case files apart from a notebook he made, you know. His former partner, Detective Elizabeth Camacho, confirmed that no case file remains. Forensically, I don't think anything was ever discovered, she said, you know, knowing that a murder report was never filed. It was always a suspicious missing persons case. Because of, because of that classific classification, any existing evidence was likely discarded over the past seven decades, including the person accompanying note, you know, which um, people never saw outside of photographs after um, after it being taken by the police. Anyway, so um, basically there's no evidence. There were alleged sightings that she was seen on Long Beach in Salinas. And it seemed most likely to many people, including the police, that she was probably murdered. Um, she never indicated that she would skip town. People generally don't do that kind of thing, unless there's a motive or a unique set of reasons. Obviously she cared for her daughter enough to get custody back. 
it just made sense that she was not by foul play. There was no doubt she was dead. They just never found the body. But anyway, it's weird because obviously she had an abusive ex. She was um, an actress. She met the like, you know, profile of the Black Dahlia, you know, a set. And it was like around the time when like the Black Dahlia was just dying down. So for another, you know, you know, for another case to be around the same time, an actress that was, you know, just starting her career or not starting her career, but, you know, just beginning to gain traction. It just seemed kind of weird to everyone. But anyway, what are you guys' thoughts? I think it's her ex-husband or I don't know if they were married at the time or not because they said they're on and off. Yeah, well, they divorced, but, you know, they kept seeing each other after that. But she won custody of her child, then he went away. Mm. I don't know. I feel like he could have come back and did it. I, I don't know, because, like, what year was this? It was, like, in the 40s? Yeah, 1949. He could have easily, like, made it, like, look like he, like, went away or something. Like, I guess, like, I guess the correct word is, like, legally. Mm-hmm. Um, he was rich. Yeah, or he could have probably hired someone. Also true. To be honest, like a hire murder. Also, but I do think he had something behind it. The Black Dahlia happened like earlier that year. It might have not been like the same guy, but it could have been like a copycat. Yeah. Of that. Also, um, because you said she was like a what's the word like rising actress too. Yeah. Yeah, I she did night shoots, which could mean that she was kind of like a model, which you know would feel the wrong crowd, mm-hmm. especially in the 50s. Yeah, I feel like it could have been her, or it could have been like honestly, like a like a stalker or something, or just someone who worked for her mm-hmm. or worked somewhere where she worked at and just kind of like had like an obsession. Mm-hmm. because I know like obviously like, that happens like a lot like any kind of celebrity and especially since she was like a rising star at the time yeah I can't think of a case off the top of my head where there's been like a super fan but <clears throat> I know it's definitely happened before also to know, this was when um the police were um searching for the black dolly serial killer so it just uh, she just seemed to be like swept in there you know as one of the possible suspects. That's why it was never considered a disappearance. It was mostly, most likely a murder case. Um, but yeah, um, many people think, and this is also a trigger warning um, for the discussion of abortion. As seeing as she, um, the note was left for like a male, right, Kirk? And she was going to see a doctor, many people suspected that she might have gotten pregnant and um, that might have something to do with, you know, the disappearance. Sorry, my brother keeps coming in here. <laughs> I like keep looking over because I hear him like run by my door. <clears throat> no, but um, do they have like any leads or do they just think like, oh, her ex-husband might be behind this? It's weird because her ex-husband was, wasn't really considered a suspect, right? They kind of cleared mm-hmm. her right away. 
And then after that, there was really no one else because they were mostly searching for obviously Kirk and Dr. Scott, right? Those yeah. were the last two people she was said to see herself in the note. Um, but they never found a Kirk. There was no one, you know, on her team or any like any like actor or any worker that she could have been seeing at the time that was named Kirk. And then Dr. Scott, you can't you can't really feel something like that. A regular doctor named Scott. She didn't have any appointments set. And most people think it most likely was probably like a botched abortion or something. Especially at the 50s, early, late um, 40s, you know, abortion wasn't really something you could do without, you know, getting a lot of attention that you don't want. So it was most likely what I think, um, and this will sound awful, but I think she most likely went to like, um, like an illegal clinic and something went wrong, right? And they just had to like hide her body, you know? Yeah, I mean, they probably didn't have like as much good te medical technology at the time, but I don't know anything about abortions in the 40s. <laughs> Neither do I, and I'm not gonna look it up. Yeah, but I don't know. I, after you saying like she went to the doctor's office, um, like to the doctor, did it say like what they were like a doctor of, or was it just like doctor? It was just Doctor Scott. That's why it was like one of those things that they couldn't field. They didn't have a specific doctor. She wasn't like she had booked an appointment, you know, with mm -hmm. any doctor that they could find in the area. Which is which, you know, fuels my theory that it wasn't you know a legal doctor. Lauren. I'm sorry, Lauren. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> A bottle. Five weeks of money. Five. Five weeks of what? No iPad. No iPad. Amani's <laughs> oh, no. on a streak tonight streak this is not doing good i'm reading a list of suspects on this case um from the very um, trustworthy site entertainment weekly yeah um, the first <laughs> one is movie star kirk douglas who worked with her yeah um man literally nothing they thought that um he could be like a new romantic interest in her life but there's really nothing behind that number two <laughs> is the doctor yeah um number three is the mob yeah oh Listen, the mob was involved that's whack to me mm -hmm. the press even investigated reports that spangler had seen them in Pulp Springs a few days before she went missing. Yep. Um, number four is the husband. He's he's a little strange looking. He looks like an incel. Yeah. <laughs> I mean this in the best way, but his face is just too not correct, you know? I mean that in the worst way, his face is not correct. I yeah. Hey, ew. 
Um, number five <laughs> is a serial killer. The Black Dahlia. Yeah. Um, which I guess it, it could have been him, but also like it could it's have weird. been someone wanting to be him. He wasn't a suspect for, um, you know, the Black Dahlia killing, like, originally, but yeah. he is, like, the most um, likely suspect of the Black Dahlia serial killer. Mm-hmm. Which is, as I said, because she had a really, like, uncanny resemblance to the Black Dahlia. Yeah. And, like, the same, like, situation, kind of, mm-hmm. with, like, up-and-coming. Aspiring, aspiring actress, up-and-coming, most, like, um, mostly did at the time like shoots very um, mm-hmm. late night shoots so why do I even feel like the killer was like a photographer I feel me me you? are you admitting to the crime Bryn? no Run, are you an immortal? You just admitted to a crime in 1990. 1990? Did you just say 1990? No. Did you also commit a crime then, too? No. I think she did. But, yeah. She was very pretty. Yeah, I'm looking at pictures of her right now. Yeah, she does look exactly like Elizabeth Short. So maybe it's her. I'm kidding. Elizabeth Short reincarnated her spirit into the body of Jean Spangler, only to get murdered by the exact same man. That would suck. That would suck so hard. You know, there's the supernatural theory for you guys. Yeah, I'm scrolling through right now, and then, like, uh, a lot of us are saying, like, maybe it's linked to the Black Dahlia murder. I would love to believe that this was purely because of the mob. You never know. Because the mob, they have their fingers in all pies. That's what makes them so untouchable. Why would you say it, like... (laughs) Why did you say that? (laughs) That's because that's the expression. I've never. I've never heard you know, that. Like, you know, like someone says, they have their fingers in a lot of pies. You know, saying they have like, they have like I, investments in almost everything. You know. Like I get it, but it makes me feel uncomfortable. Mm, no, <laughs> it's supposed to make you feel uncomfortable. That's the point. <laughs> when someone says, "Yeah, we're up against someone who has their finger in a lot of pies," that's not meant to be a good thing. That's meant to be terrifying. Uh. It just makes me uncomfortable. It doesn't. Yeah, they have their fingers in raspberry pie, cherry pie, blueberry pie, white pear pie, apple pie, pumpkin pie, sweet potato pie, pecan pie. I'm not a pie person. I'm a pumpkin and sweet potato person. That's it. I don't like pumpkin pie. (sighs) Oh. Oh my god. Sorry, I was. Like searching like the court like correlations between Elizabeth Short and Jean Spangler and a picture of 
her corpse popped up as soon as Amani did that. And it. <laughs> I think uh, my heart stopped. Yes. Fantastic. <laughs> I'm glad I have such good. Um, I don't know what's it called. Scaring skills. Yeah. Bren, send me a picture of her corpse, please. Oh. Google is. Just be so much easier if you send a picture of her corpse. She just like breaks the computer. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. A picture of Jean Spangler's corpse or a picture of, of Elizabeth? Oh, no, no. Elizabeth Short. <laughs> or else we wouldn't be talking about the disappearance of Jean Spangler. I was about to say, I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, <laughs> wait a minute. Kirk Douglas, question, girl mystery. Oh, no. You know, hold on. How did they describe Jean Spangler whenever she died? Just a question. Just another actress dead. I have a question. I think Kirk got her pregnant. I do believe that. Shout out to Kirk. Whoa, gay film extra. Interesting. <laughs> I'm going to cut off money right there, and I'm going to talk about my little case. Um, <laughs> it's about the disappearance of Lars Mittank. If you're unfamiliar with the story, he was mm-hmm. 28 years old, and um, he's from Germany, but he was in Bulgaria with some friends, and then his last like sighting was him leaving an airport and never to be seen like, again lovely he was in bulgaria like i said the summer of 2014 and he was out partying with friends and he got in a fight and he sustained an ear injury they don't know how like serious it was but most of his friends were like go to a doctor go to a doctor so um he finally went to a doctor they told him that he would be unable to leave and go home like on the flight because the injury seemed a little bit more severe and they gave him um, an antibiotic, and then they told him to just stay there for a while. Um, so his friends went home. He stayed behind a night. Um, that night, he called his mother in Germany and told her that he was being followed and not he didn't feel safe at that hotel. He claimed that four men were following him, and they wanted to know where the tablets were, referring to his antibiotic, I'm assuming. Um, he said he wanted to cancel his credit cards immediately and there was something strange about the hotel and then his mom booked him a plane ticket for the following day so he could get back. He packed up all his belongings and went to the airport to catch his flight home to Germany and then his last moments that um, we've seen him is he's entering like the medical services in the airport and then he was there for about 45 minutes. He was acting strange. He was very anxious Um, An unknown male walked into medical services dressed as a construction worker, and then when he saw this man, he got very, very scared, and then he said something to the doctor, and he immediately left, and he sprinted out of the airport, leaving all of his belongings inside the airport, and then you can see the camera footage. If you look it up, he's sprinting from the doctor's office 
and he ran outside, he jumped a fence, and he disappeared into a nearby forest. On April 5th, 2015, a truck driver stated that Midtank stopped him and asked for a ride, and he stated that the man looked disheveled, but that sighting wasn't confirmed, and then he's just never been seen since. Um, there's a lot of theories on him. There was a Facebook page set up hoping to find him. Um, you can watch the video of him running. It's very, like, unsettling. It's strange. Um, there's theories that he was being, like, used as a drug mule. Some people believe he, because of the injury, he suffered a psychotic episode because he didn't have history of suffering from mental illness before. So it was just, like, very, very out of character for him. Yeah, although I think anybody running out of an airport into a forest never to be seen again is a little out of character for most people. You never know. If Bryn did it, I'd just be like, okay, she yeah. would. Uh, Bryn, that's Bryn being Bryn. Bryn actually sprints everywhere. I can't run. That's what she wants us to think. I speed walk everywhere. Lauren knows. I scurry, as she says. So, I think, I don't know. Everything about the story seems odd. Like, yeah, definitely. Well, it was very obvious he was being hunted. I, I, I see that. You, you think know? he was being hunted by who, though? Yeah. Why? Well, you said they, fought, they like, they like quarantined him. Boy was like walking down the street, right? Mm hmm. And then, like, he got away. Canceled all of his credit cards, or at least wanted to. Had his mom book the flight, so it wasn't, like, directly under him. So, you know, he couldn't be, like, followed on, like, an electronic trail, right? You know? Um, and for him to, like, like take one look at a person and be like, oh, gotta sprint into a forest. He was being hunted. He was slowly but surely going off grid, you know? Who do you think was hunting him? And like what? Yeah, that's the thing. I don't know. Could it be the mom? Perhaps. <laughs> His mom was in Germany. His mom? Yeah. That was the mob. Huh? I said mob. Oh, mob. LMAO. Um <laughs> <laughs> I could see he gotten to I don't know some something he couldn't get himself out of maybe he I don't know got into too many loan sharks you never know mm -hmm. I'm watching the video right now of the last um he's about to he's this is him going I'm talking as if anybody can see it he's going into the medical place you can see the construction worker guy and then um What's a construction worker doing at an airport? I mean, I bet they have some construction going on. It's not. Yeah, but like, they wouldn't go inside the airport. They'd stay um, outside the airport. That's the and thing. now now he's running. Maybe he had to get some water. I don't know. Maybe he had to visit the medical place for something. Maybe he had to get... And he's running so far. Oh, he stopped to walk. Um, and then he climbs over the fence and he runs into the forest. And then that's it from him. And people saw him climbing over the fence, too, and they were like... Dang, that's weird. Yeah. 
Um, what year did this take place? 2014. So not that I don't. I just don't understand how they couldn't find him. Yeah. Um, no, that's that's what makes this scary. That's what makes me think there's there's some higher there's some higher intricate levels of you know planning taking place. This dude had to be hunted because no one else would take the time to make sure that this dude thoroughly mm-hmm. disappeared. You know. And then there's you can see his missing poster if you'd like. Um, Lars was last seen at the Varna airport in Bulgaria on the 8th of July in 2014. He said, they said, he is probably injured and disoriented, exclamation point. Yeah. I just started watching the video and he was just walking in the airport and then all of a sudden he's zooming. He's running. He got places to be. Man, great. Now I'm going to have to look it up. It's like really low quality, but like you can kind of see like they put like a spotlight. He's going really fast. Yeah, he had to get out of there for some reason. I, I wonder him. if he was being hunted. I wonder if they like found him in the forest. Perhaps. Probably. It, maybe that's why they couldn't ever find him again. Oh, there he is. I see him. I like how the missing poster says he is. He probably is injured and disoriented. That's what I point. just said, Bryn. Okay. Well. <laughs> I my jaw is on the floor. Like I Hey. This dude is going at a good pace. Also he's zigzagging, so you know he's being followed. Yeah, he doesn't she want to get shot. OMG friend. He's gonna run <laughs> away when things get hard. He did, I mean He really did. He got punched. He's like listening to the podcast. I love how the first comment on this video is, man, that's sad. It's sad. <laughs> I know. Well, which is... Thing. It is sad. <laughs> man, that's sad. His form is really bad. That's, that's how you know he was frantic. No one in their right headspace has time to just do the perfect sprint, you know? I do. Great. My arm is sore. Oh. Amani, are you like a professional like a runner? Like <laughs> she's a runner. She's a track star. I'm not a true star. My aunt did go to the Olympics though. OMG. That's crazy, actually. Right. Mine didn't. Dang, that's Same. crazy. Um you can also see the little Photoshop that they did to like show him dis disheveled in the future there's yeah. just like a beard <laughs> and then they messed up his hair yeah um yeah if you if find you him man, contact the german police also contact me i want to know what happened or you can write to an email yeah that's on the flyer odd i wonder if, because this only happened in 2014, I wonder if he'll ever, like, be found or, like, something will come out about him in our lifetime. Or maybe if they, like, find a body or they just, like, find out what happened to him eventually. I mean, I hope so. Like, Yeah, but this dude was being hunted. I think he's dead. Yeah, oh, no, yeah. I, but like, I wonder I if they'll, like, ever find his, like, remains or anything. His body? Well, they, made a, they might have killed him in the woods. Yeah. Interesting. 
or like maybe I don't know maybe someone will like admit to it at some point in our lifetime or maybe it'll just be like all the other cases we talk about on here that happened like 100 years ago and are never going to be solved yeah but this one might be solved in our lifetime which is you know kind of whack apparently as people are saying there's like three to four people in this video that are super suspicious interesting Mm -hmm. like in the airport scene like yeah Mm. i'm scrolling through to see i know there's like um there's people like stopped by they're just looking so here's the thing i think like there's this part where he's like running and then he um changes his trajectory right Mm -hmm. like while he's trying to it looks like he was trying to get to the bus but then he saw something and changed his trajectory you know interesting so maybe his plan wasn't originally to like run to the forest he just had to get out yeah i think what it was was that i think he was trying to get to the bus right or at least to the transport right Mm mm-hmm but I think he saw something that made him go, oh, no, that's not safe. So he goes straight to the woods, you know, because I think, I think, and I agree with Lars on this point, the woods is not the place they expect this dude to go. Mm-hmm. This dude when running went to public places, you know, so obviously um, they didn't expect him to go to an isolated place, you know. Yeah. It just, if he, like, could have held it out and, like, got on his plane, though, that's crazy. Because, like, I would assume I would feel safer inside the airport, I feel like, than outside where there's not a bunch of people around. Because if, like, I don't know, if he was being hunted, he was at least, like, in a public space where, like, people could easily help him. You know, but that's the thing. You never know who's, like, working or whoever he's hiding from. That's true. And then he is in another, like, place with nobody he knows. Yeah. That's true. I know, because I was like, where are his friends? And then I, like, remember, like, he was like, oh, yeah, you you guys can leave. (laughs) Apparently his, um, was his eardrum messed up? Yeah, he, like... He got in a fight, then like, a few nights before or so. So, obviously, his hearing might not have been right, which might Mm -hmm. cause, you know, sensory issues, right? Mm -hmm. And then... Obviously, he was on meds, which is, um, yeah. So, you know, all those things put together, along with paranoia, obvious fear, not, um, trying to get back to his mom. Did he live in a different country? Oh my god. Oh, he was yeah, he lived in Germany. Germany. He was on a vacation. Yeah, so might not have spoken the language very well, not know English very well, so... You know, he just went to the one place most people default to when you don't know the language. Um, no one around you knows the language because I promise you no one in that airport spoke German. <laughs> um, and you're suffering from paranoia and you know, sensory issues, you know, which is the woods. It's where we all return to when we're stressed. A lot of people believe that um, when he was in a fight, he suffered a brain injury. That they didn't like they didn't catch or they didn't like test for um, that would also make sense some people believe that they somebody forced him to like take a lot of drugs or something 
because um they said his behavior is a textbook like meth fueled patterns and like um the taxi driver and the doctor reported his pupils being like really really dilated uh-huh. this man was on something mm-hmm. but since he was like i don't know maybe it was against his will because he was he if he did take something it was obviously enough to make him so terribly paranoid maybe something that he's not used to yeah i mean he could have like uh because didn't you say like there were like suspicious and he thought there was like suspicious individuals following him or something mm-hmm. how um, do they know that huh how do they know that like didn't wasn't there something like when he the hotel he was and was like people are following me oh yeah and yeah. then the, there was a man in 2020 that looked similar to him taking a bath in a river, but they later found out that it was not him. You know what I would love? Mm. If this dude just was. Had, like the worst psychotic break of his life and decided to live in the woods, you know, he's like a peaceful woodsman. Maybe he is. That's yeah. the best case scenario. Yeah. Yeah, right crazy. now it's- he's not dead and somewhere decomposed in the ground. He is yeah. in a cabin in the woods. No, no, no. Yeah, but this man is dead. He lives with the wolves. True. Y'all seen Twilight? Yeah. <laughs> you know, apparently everyone thinks that movie's good now. Oh, yeah. You can see, I think, because, like, the woman tries to stop him, you know, when he first walks in. But he keeps walking. Anyway, um... Lars, if you were actually alive and listening to the podcast, I hope everything is well. Um, I don't think he is, but we can only hope. Miss Bryn. Yes? I heard you had a case. I do. This girl has a case. Okay. So what? Eggs? Anyways. Oh, he ran through a sunflower field. I love that for him. Six weeks. Six weeks? No iPad. No iPad. Okay, my story takes place in Russia. We all love Russia, don't we? Jump from Germany to Russia. Mother Russia. This one took place in 1959. E- and it's also known as the I'm gonna butcher the name, uh, Dyatlov incident pass incident. Sorry, um, Igor Dyatlov led a group of eight young Soviet hikers with seven men and two women, and they were all mainly uh, university students, and they were gonna go like hiking and like skiing, and all that in the Ural Mountains in Russia, and attempting to reach Mount or. Orto, Ortobertin. Sorry, I know. Try your best. <laughs> and it took, and sorry, I don't know. Okay. What? Well, sorry, I'm not like comprehending anything. Okay, we're good now. Uh, they're about six miles away from the destination in a forest, almost a mile away from where they were camping at. And without their skis, shoes, coats, or or coats, it was a, 
of around negative 30 degrees Fahrenheit weather. And it took more than three months to locate all nine other bodies. Um, two of them had, when they found them at their, in the snow, two of them had fractured skulls, two more had major chest fractures, and one hiker was missing her tongue. Soviet investigators listed the cause of death as a compelling natural force and abruptly closed the case not even a month later. Um, and then there's some pictures of, because uh, I think they had like brought a camera with them and it was just like showing them like setting up like their skis and stuff in the snow. Also, it was like really windy and stuff. So they think like their like clothes got blown away. I don't know. I don't and so what they know about the incident is that six of the skiers died of hypothermia and three died of um, bodily injuries. They all died separately. Two of them were found under a tree in the remains of a fire, while three others were found in intervals of hundreds of feet from the tree. And four were found in a ravine about a 200, 250 feet away. The two under the tree, um, both of their hands had been burned, and the four in the ravine weren't found until May 4th, just three months after the incident took place. The um, dead seem to have donated some of their clothing items to the um, to the living. Lud Ludmila Dubinia's foot was trapped in a piece of Yuri. I'm not going to even try his last name. Pants. While um, I want to say Simon um, was found wearing Dubinia's hat and coat, and some garments had cuts in them as though they were forcibly removed. Consistently, there were eight or nine sets of footprints um, in snow, accounting only for the skiers and not suggesting another party's involvement, on foot at least. There was no sign or struggle, of struggle or any other human or animal approaching the campsite. There was a snowstorm that happened the night of February 2nd, which is um, when it was determined via their diaries that they had died that night. <clears throat> Their campsite was on the slopes of Colat um, Seacle, which um, translates to Dead Mountain, at about 360, um, 3,600 feet. All the travelers, including eight of them, um, were all in their early or mid-20s, while uh, one of the guys was in his late 30s. And most of them were all experienced uh, mountaineers um, having skied across frozen lakes and have had camping experience. Despite the, um, the frigid weather and slower progress than they planned, their diary entries only reflected high spirits. Charmingly, in a very typical Soviet way of bonding, they even produced a little newspaper about their trip. Um, and one of their headlines on there was, from now on, we know that the snowmen exist. And in one of the quotes from there, it says, they can be met in the Northern Earls next to Orchard Mountain. <clears throat> Sorry, something in my throat. After five of the, their bodies were found, a legal inquest began, uh, eventually determined that the cause of all their deaths was hypothermia, or the five bodies. The deaths seemed kind of straightforward at first, I'm sure these dead were in various stages of undress, including one only found in his underwear. Um, but this is explained as paradox, paradoxical undressing, which happens in about 25% of hypothermia victims. 
as the hypothalamus malfunctions and body temperature seems to rise when it's really dropping. Um, the skier's badly damaged, um, badly damaged tent had been cut open from the inside, and all of their stuff was still in it. Why they were dead of ex Why were they dead of exposure if they had access to their winter gear before going out into the freezing winds? To all appearances, they appeared to have left the tent out of their own volition and in a hurry. Bizarrely, one of the men flooded the camp with his camera, but not his gear, as well as um, three of them, um, as well as Rustam yeah, Slobodin, who along with Dyatlov and Zena seemed to have died in a pose indicating he was trying to return to the tent, had a small crack in his skull, but it was ruled that the elements were what killed him, not the fracture, but no external wounds were discovered. Um, after four of the bodies were found in the ravine and examined, both Dubinia and someone else had fractured ribs, while an another one of the people found in the ravine had a major skull fracture. Wouldn't the investigators compare the force required to injure humans so severely to that of a car crash? The injuries were not caused by force exerted by another human being, though. Once again, no soft issue damage was observed as the skier's bodies were crushed by pressure. When Dubinia was found to be missing her tongue, the theory of another party's possible involvement um, rose again. Why would they do this? Um, or did another skier from another, or did another skier from another group cut out a tongue? And they're just like wondering where was it, but I don't know why they're wondering where her tongue is. <laughs> um, but there, were, there wasn't any evidence found of people staying nearby. Um, apart from Diazolov's group, not even the Mansi people who were, I'm guessing, lived in the mountains were near. And, and some of the skiers' calls was found to have significant levels of radiation. Uh, and in May of 50, 1959, they closed the case only a few short weeks after the last four bodies were discovered and the files were archived and classified. While they finally became accessible in the 1990s, the post-Soviet era, parts of them were still missing. Without any real answers to the public, people were still wanting to know about this case. Um, <laughs> sorry, I lost my place. Um, orange spheres were, were sighted in the sky on the night the Dyatlov group died by campers about 50 miles away from the scene. Some explained them as, a, as missile launches, seeing as the last campsite was located on the pathway from, I'm not going to try to pronounce that, which was a Soviet nuclear testing ground, um, which they think that's like why there was radiation found on some of their um, gear. And then it says a 12-year-old eyewitness who attended five of the skiers' funerals claimed that the bodies had a deep brown tan. And I'm not think that's weird. And then somebody mentioned that some people think it refers to snowmen or some UFO, which I don't think that has anything to do with it. <laughs> um but to this day, they still haven't found anything. But I did see an article 
that was a little bit more recent talking about, but it was mainly like all science. So that's why I didn't base it off that one. But they think that like the actual cause of it, there's, if you want to search it up, there's a picture. It's on like, I think the National Geographic has it or just nature.com. But um, they think it was um, like an avalanche that killed them. But from what I'm saying, like her tongue cut out, like, and like obviously I can see like fractured skulls and stuff from like- I'm reading an that. article right now and it explains like the environment around them and like how it like could have like covered the tent and stuff, but they weren't like, and they fleed the tent and they fleed it without like warm clothes. And they fleet it without- I don't understand. Like, I feel like if you were, because, like, obviously, like, they knew they were, like, in cold, like, conditions. Mm-hmm. I feel like, and it said, like, they cut the tent from, like, it was, you said they cut it from, like, the inside. Mm-hmm. So maybe, so. like, it's possible that they were, like, scared by something, but, like, what were they scared of? I don't know. It could have been, like, maybe, like, they didn't grab their clothes in time if this supposed, like, avalanche came. But I feel like it shows like how the tent was on like an indent in like a slope and I don't think they would have like I don't know I just can't imagine them fleeing like that if it was like an avalanche I think they would be covered pretty quickly or like I don't know yeah this is this is so weird because this could quite literally be anything, you know? Mm-hmm. I know, like, some people were saying, like, they think, like, oh, like, it could have been snowmen or something, like, back then, because, like, it was, like, 1959, so, like, obviously, they could have probably said any kind of, like, yeah, creature. But then I'm trying to think, like, even if there was an animal, I don't know. But, like, what animals are known for taking tongues? Yeah, and then they said, like, uh, there wasn't, like, anyone found who was, like, camping nearby, like, wasn't a part of the group. Yeah. The doctor who examined the bodies said they were equivalent to the effect of a car crash, rather than, like, hypothermia. Yeah. Trying to think, like, because, like, it said four of the bodies were all found, like, in a ravine. hmm How did they get but, that far? That's kind of far to travel, like, in a blizzard. Yeah. Because it was, like, negative, like, in the negatives where they were. Yeah. That's kind of weird. It's one of those cases where this could literally be anything. This could... A person, a group could have hunted them down, which wouldn't have been at the, at the ordinary. Could have like crushed. I don't know. Could have crushed three of them. Um, could have taken a tongue as a prize, and then the others while running away died from hypothermia. Mm-hmm. It could have been an avalanche. A lot of people theorize that it was caused by either catabatic, catabotic, whatever winds, which is like very fast flowing tunnels of air. Which mm-hmm. means, like, if they, if, like, maybe the tent was getting snowed in and that's why they, like, tried to carve out, I don't, it shows that they wouldn't have enough time to, like, react in that way and, like, get out in time. Because it was so, like, the blocks of ice and all, like, everything was so heavy. Yeah. And they weren't, 
Um, their bones crushing and their injuries are not typically associated with avalanches. I know it's a thing because in a lot of um, high pressure situations, like um, when you're like landing a plane, like in a plane crash or in a car accident, they tell you to um, make sure like your like your teeth are closed because you can technically bite through your tongue. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that could explain the severed tongue. But it was missing, said, wasn't it? Hmm. I mean, it probably was really hard to find a tongue in that. <laughs> yeah, in the snow like, after it. She cut off her tongue and then it flew out somewhere. It could have been that she was impacted by something and then, um, like, maybe, like, trying to scream or try- trying to say something to someone next to her, she could have cut, like, bit through her tongue and then, you know, as, like, the impact's happening, it could have just flown out somewhere. Or it could have, like, frozen to the point where it like blended in with like the ice, the snow, the rock. Mm-hmm. But she was also missing her eyeballs. Oh, that's that's unexplainable. I'm sorry. No, there's no way I can explain that. That's human. Yeah, Someone... like they were gone. Like they're not. They weren't like poked in. They weren't like smashed into her face. They were gone. Yeah, someone carved those out. Aliens. Aliens. Examples. <laughs> I would love to believe that there is a tribe that gets mistaken for the snowmen that live in the tundra. I know, I saw so many theories Russia. that said like yetis and like snowmen. I'm like. <laughs> I, I feel like maybe it's like there's like an indigenous tribe, you know? And there, like, is, there was one. There is one that was like in the mountains, but they said they didn't see any like of the members like nearby. I don't know. So, like, I know, like, I would understand if you're, like, native to the lands, it's easier for you to, like, survive during, like, those types of, like, weather, but that's Mm -hmm. still, like, almost, like, unbelievable, even for, like, people who are native to that area to be able to do, like, pull off all of that. It's not impossible. Yeah, but it's still, like, I feel like that would be unlikely to, like... There's a reason why, like, 90% of Russia is uninhabitable. Yeah. I think even if you were, like, you lived, like, on the land, I think that would be difficult to pull off, especially, like, at night during a storm like that. That's the thing. That's a lot. That's the thing with, like, a lot of Native tribes. It's just that um, most of the time when people discover these tribes, they usually tend to be like, oh, this is what you're struggling with. Here's something that can help you, you know, modern technology. It could be that they have, like, scrounged up enough modern technology to make it easier for them to survive out there. And because they have that technology, they just decide not to integrate into society. Mm-hmm. No, there's always that theory. I'd love to believe, you know, there's a cryptid tribe out there that emerged from their cage and saw that their territory was being invaded and then just carved out this girl's eyes. They could have. But also just because they're a tribe up there doesn't mean they're hostile. There's That's maybe very they're true. Um, it's like I'm just like imagining myself in whatever situation. Just like the idea of being out in the cold and like snow is like blowing everywhere and like half of the people are dead. And there was you said that they like borrowed clothes from like other people and some of like the clothes had like rips in them as if like 
Yeah. Forcibly to like be with a group of people and then like some are like turning on each other, some are like dying, everything's like it's so like and it was like at night it was dark and, and your like, friends be like, Hey, let me just Yeah, because I'm I'm gonna guess like it happened like while they were probably sleeping and they probably like woke up. Yeah. It's just so scary to me. Like genuinely, I'm very fearful right now and i'm not in that situation and i hopefully will never be in a similar situation i am just terrified that's so yeah and it even says like one of the um like people well like they like he like died like while trying to watch the tent like they found him like like in a pose Mm -hmm. i don't know about him just standing but (laughs) in my head i do there's a picture of him laying in the snow if you'd like to find it which ones? Sorry, I know I can't pronounce like any of their names. I I can't tell you, but it's it's scary looking. It's just so he's just laying down. He's oh. Um. There was a lot of radiation. It could have been like a test site previously, which would explain it. Um, maybe they were affected by radiation fallout from tests nearby it's just very very strange do you think like the radiation like affected their minds it's possible Uh, personally i've never been affected by that amount of radiation hopefully i never will like military grade weaponry anyway but um maybe so painful she curved out her own eyes Oh god. But like where did they go? Like just I guess like islands are kinda small, but I I would assume they would be somewhere near her, maybe, unless someone took them. They could have just been buried in the snow. Could have been mistaken for little clumps of snow. They're not suppose. But I feel like they definitely like did a search, like they had to dig up stuff. when they the man laying down they like had to dig a little ways to find him they try they like dug up their belongings they dug up i just unless it was like far away or someone had them i just their her eyeballs are somewhere today they're somewhere um what is it um an animal could have came took them no that can't be right there are animals that live in the cold dude that is like it's like very high up though high up I don't know what animals are gonna be yeah. like in the mountains. I don't think that's like animals, profitable. You know, at least in like, at least in like the winter, I don't think they'd be able to. I'm looking up every animal that lives in the winter. <laughs> that lives in the winter. <laughs> it was in February, so it was like winter, and it's Russia, and it's cold. I don't and they're like in like high up mountains. Bears. Okay, no, totes. I promise you there's no no bears are coming to scoop up the eyeballs. They would die because there's no yeah, food for the Persian leopards. leopards. There's no food for the leopards Bison, there. Bears. There's no food for them. It's all frozen over. They they have to head down. Just, I'm searching what animals live in the Earl Mountains. Brown bears. Foxes, there, seals, walruses. But I'm searching like higher up. Polar bears. 
No, no, we're we're not arguing about bears on this podcast. (laughs) Thank you so much for tuning in this week. Um, Imperial Eagles. We will catch you next week. This has been the Armchair Detectives Podcast. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. (laughs)